The NFL is back, and so is Morning Scramble, presented by Verizon. Every morning following the Cardinals game, we're going to cook up some analysis for you right here from the podcast studio. If you're streaming live with us on Twitter at AZ Cardinals, feel free to leave a comment or a question, and we'll try to get to that at some point in the show. We're so excited for our first morning scramble of the 2022 season. We've got Jody Jackson, reporter extraordinaire from Valley Sports, Arizona. Super excited to welcome his first time on camera, Quinton Q. McCorvey, uh, social media specialist with the Cardinals. And I'm team reporter, your host, Danny Serac. We've got a lot to talk about following that home opener. Cardinals fall 44-21 to the Kansas City Chiefs. Rough start for the Cardinals. It's the first week one loss in the Cliff Kingsbury era. We'll start with the offense. Not Hi. not a lot of rhythm. <laughs> uh, I know we're going to find things to talk about because there was plenty to talk about with that offense. Still, their opening drive. First two plays, quarterback Kyler Murray scrambles. Third play, he's sacked. They start the game three and out. Overall impressions of how the offense looked, Jody, because they were already a little banged up. Yeah, I mean, the, the whole team was really kind of banged up. You had the guys that were out, and then you had guys that were out there playing like Zach Ertz who were not full speed, you know, and, and we know on offense, no Rondell Moore, which was, you know, obviously he was going to be counted on even more this season. And then um, the O-line did not look in sync and there was some flux going on there. No, Justin Pugh, you know, I mean, it's difficult when you have to shift things around game week. And so unfortunately, yeah, you're right. It wasn't a good start. And when you're going up against the chiefs, you know, you were going to have to match them or try or, or come close. And that didn't happen. So, you know, I don't know how, I think it was a little shocking to see it unfold. Cause I talked, I don't know about you guys, but a lot of the feedback I was getting all week was, Gosh, they're so banged up. I don't know. You know, I, I'm not really expecting a lot week one. I was hearing that a lot, even from fans who are very optimistic. And then when it happened, you know, I think it was just the shock of seeing that score and seeing Mahomes drive down the field. And so the offense, though, is what I'm more optimistic about. I think the defense is what I am more concerned about, Danny. So we'll see. Yeah, definitely on the same kind of page. I mean, you have Justin Pugh goes out Thursday and messes the entire offensive line strategy up. I mean, we have to bring in Max Garcia back from last year, who one guy who at least knew our scheme and everything yeah. and kind of switching everything up two days before you're facing the Chiefs and what the Chiefs bring on offense. Kyler was scrambling, had pressure all day, and that loses Hollywood Brown's potential in the deep ball. So if Kyler can't look down the field for how many minutes? many seconds, I mean, you lose that potential. So it's all out of checkdowns and short runs. And even James Conner wasn't able to get going. I mean, he had 10 rushes for or 10 carries for 26 yards. So, I mean, that's offensive line as well. There's not holes for James Conner run through. So definitely a little struggle in offense. Yeah. Starting left uh, guard, Justin Pugh dealing with the next stinger. So he was on the inactives list. He was out there on the field earlier, but uh, obviously did not play. And then the backup originally was supposed to be Cody Ford, who they signed recently that week. The team played in Tennessee in the final preseason game, who's now on IR with an ankle injury. So that forced your backup center, Sean Harlow, to move over to left guard. And you could definitely tell there was an errant snap with center Ronnie Hudson, yeah. which seemed a little out of character, but he, you know, didn't practice a lot in the offseason. There just seems like there needs to be a lot more cohesiveness with that offensive line and with Kyler Murray so he has more time. Uh, quite the different start for the Chiefs and quarterback Patrick Mahomes. He led the Chiefs to a scoring drive on their opening drive. Mahomes went 30 for 39, 360 yards, five touchdowns, zero interceptions. Defensively, Jody, were the struggles for the Cardinals more self-imposed or was it just Patrick Mahomes being Patrick Mahomes? Well, it was the perfect storm, I think, of all of it. And all of it was bad for the Cardinals, unfortunately. Mahomes was unbelievable. I mean, I saw all the stats going in. You know, uh, I think I'm going to get this wrong because I knew he had five touchdowns yesterday, but it was something like 
in the openers, you know, 13 TDs and zero interceptions and, you know, winning right out of the gate in week one. So it's obvious he was dialed in. Um, no Tyreek Hill, no problem. He had, he threw the ball to 10 different guys. I mean, what we witnessed was pretty special, um, from the Mahomes perspective. Uh, unfortunately the Cardinals were the victim of that, but he's done that to other teams. The problem is like we just talked about, the offense couldn't respond, but defensively when you're banged up, I'm sure that team was licking their chops a little bit. They knew the Cardinals were thin at corner. Um, I think, you know, and, and Danny, I'm sure you pregame were happy to see Byron Murphy was going to go because we were all wondering about the illness. I don't know how, you know, I don't know how healthy he was. He, I don't know if that was a full strength Byron Murphy Jr. We won't know. We're, we're not going to know a lot about this defense until I think next week, um, where Derek Carr is, is a very good quarterback and, and we know they have Devontae Adams over there, but he's not Patrick Mahomes. So that's the only thing that you really, I think we have to save a little bit of this evaluation. Um, but it was, it was hard to watch. Um, all the motion, all the shifting that this Chiefs offense did, the Cardinals weren't ready for it. Or, you know, they, I'm sure they were preparing for it, but they weren't ready in week one to go out there and execute it, whether it was due to the injuries or just, again, a lot of young players having to do it, Q. And I mean, there's a lot of young players. This is a veteran team in some respects, but there are some players that were getting their first taste yesterday. And, and that's going to be growing pains. I mean, yeah, Christian Matthews, uh, rookie seventh round pick out of Odosa State was, Cornerback two, cornerback three. So, um, like you said, rookie, you got a maturation of the youth. So, um, and then on top of that, the Chiefs, everybody was questioning, are the Chiefs going to get worse? They lost Tyreek Hill. The Chiefs improved <laughs> at the end of the day. The Chiefs improved. Travis Kelsey is going to be Travis Kelsey at the end of the day, and he's going to make people miss. And that's exactly what he did against Isaiah Simmons yesterday. Um, so, I mean, Chiefs got better and Cornerback's got to step up. Pass rush looked good, though. The pass rush was getting there and a lot of QB pressure. I mean, so I'm not worried about our pass rush as much as I am about our DBs, really. And, I mean, there was a stat. The Chiefs had 33 first downs. They ran 66 plays, and half yeah. of those were first downs. That is an insane amount of first downs with 66 plays. Yeah. So every other play was a first down. The Chiefs were averaging more than nine yards in the air. So clearly Patrick Mahomes knew where that weak spot was on the defense, which is where the Cardinals knew the weak spot was on the defense. Kingsbury mentioned it earlier in the week that cornerback depth was something he was having to keep his eye on. Uh, the bright spot, if you're looking for a bright spot on defense, was the forced fumble by Dennis Gardak, yeah. recovered by Byron Murphy. It was a great play by Gardak, punching the ball out. That's what you want to see. Gardak said post-game, you know, it's, it's nice when you put in all that work during the week practicing and you're able to have it come to fruition in the game. So if you're looking for a bright spot on defense, <laughs> Cardinal fans, that's the play for you. And that was we the big play, really, right, on defense. It really was yeah. because they're really, what you know, they're shockingly, even though this game was so poor for the Cardinals, you know, they didn't. Uh, there were some fumbles, but, you know, Kyler didn't get picked off. Mahomes um, certainly didn't get picked off. So, you know, there weren't really opportunities for that. Mahomes was completely on target, but that was the big one from Gardex. So that was good to see. Yeah. And unfortunately, our offense couldn't capitalize on that. I mean, they were give the ball up on fourth down and then immediately get the ball back pretty much in the same exact spot going into the half and couldn't capitalize on that. So unfortunately our bright spot was kind of diminished by, again, our offensive line and Kyle was pressured. Those three not plays taking advantage. Away. I mean, exactly. there was a ball. Why am I I'm blanking on who it was? Uh, could have been picked off. Just oh, Isaiah. Isaiah. It was in his hand. And that was, again, it was kind of, Marco a, it was came a, close to in the end yeah. zone. Yeah. Tough game for Isaiah Simmons, but that's, I mean, that's the thing. If you're just, and I think that's what it is. I know, He's not as he's not really a young player anymore, but he is still learning. You make that play, it could be a different game or at least a different 
segment of that game you know yeah. where it didn't go completely sideways you got a little momentum going so exactly. absolutely well i am gonna ride on that bright spot we're gonna stay positive this morning it's only one game so we're gonna move on to the rise and shine topic so we're gonna look at a player who maybe surprised us who played really well mm -hmm. you know all things considered it doesn't mean that this whole cardinals team their season is gone because they lost the first game still good things to look at so jody we'll start with you who is your rise and shine player of the game so there were a few guys that performed okay. Um, for me, Greg Dortch was a nice surprise. I mean, going into week one, I knew what he could do. I mean, I liked him last year. I liked him in the scrimmages this year. I thought he really performed well. I mean, at camp, obviously, we weren't seeing a lot of the starters, but I did not realize what how you know he was going to be needed, and he he really is at this point in time when you've got uh, Rondell Moore out, and we know DeAndre Hopkins is obviously out with a suspension. So. I liked what I saw from Greg George. I know that the fourth and two didn't work out, wasn't executed. He stumbled there, and and that was potentially a big moment in this game. But um, I like what he brings. I think he'll just get better from here. And it was a bit of a silver lining um, seeing Greg George out there. So that'd yeah. be my rise and shine player. Nine targets for 63 yards. Longest was 24. He averaged nine yards uh, every reception. So yeah, Greg Dortch, rise and shine. Q? Yeah, Dortch was definitely uh, a pleasant to see, especially filling in for that role of Rondell Moore, and they're very interchangeable. So I could, like, super excited to see what, what they do the rest of the season uh, when Rondell's back on the field. Um, my rise and shine player, Kyler Murray. Um, I know it's surprising and he's getting a lot of slack right now, but uh, Kyler did not play a bad game considering the circumstances and his offensive line and the pressure that he dealt with. Um, and the biggest thing for me is the growth from the last playoff game. I don't think Kyler really gave up this year. He, we fought to the end, uh, two touchdowns in the fourth quarter. Yeah, that's garbage time, but he really showed the kind of the maturation and the leadership on the field this week. And kind of, that's why he's my rise and shine player. I'm going with running back Eno Benjamin. Entering the game, Benjamin and Daryl Williams were both listed as RB2s on the depth chart. However, it's quite clear that it's Eno Benjamin who mm -hmm. took on that role with supplemental for James Conner. And when Benjamin was out on the field, I thought he looked good in that role. 28 yards on four carries, 33 yards on four targets. The fact that this was the first game without Chase Edmonds and how yeah. well that duo worked him and James Conner last year. I liked what I saw in Eno Benjamin, and I wasn't sure what we were going to see just from bringing in Daryl Williams, the fact that there were five running backs put on this roster. You didn't really know how they were going to utilize them. I did like the way that they utilized Eno Benjamin to supplement James Conner. Let's move on to hot takes. This is going to be fun. This hot can takes. be This can be <laughs> looking ahead to the entire season. This can be yeah. the next game. Whatever you want to do, just make it piping hot. Jody, piping you're first. Hot. Piping like the hot. breakfast like, I haven't had yet. Yes, like the coffee <laughs> you were you walked in with this morning. I'll microwave it. It'll be okay. <laughs> um, you know, I was when I was thinking about some takeaways here. Uh, the rational side of me, you know, just says, look, there's there's a lot of guys that were thrust into action here, and the, and the maturation of young players. It's the thing is, it's got to happen. Like the growth from today until Sunday has to be enormous. I mean, and all the guys talked about that after the game, which which I like. Um, and whether it's Isaiah Simmons, I mean, I'm not really calling out any one or two players. It's the whole team at this point. Um, but I'm going to add in there, I'm going to add in there Kyler Murray, though, because as well as, you know, Kyler did operate some things uh, well under duress. He was under a lot of stress and pressure. But I think, you know, he missed a few throws. Um, I did like the run, you know, kind of James. He got... Uh, Somebody took out the the linebacker on that play. It was it was really it was, James. It was pretty solid. Yeah. I mean, uh, and James was kind of uh, blocking for him up there. Yeah. So 
I like that using the legs on that one play, but how can it be done more effectively? There wasn't a lot of room for him to run. So I think, I think, you know, we've said this all last year. He has to be the guy. He's got to be, uh, he's got to play at a pretty elite level. And so I hope we're going to see that this week because there is a lot of pressure on him. You know, everything that we saw in the off season, he's got the big contract and I think he wants to be that. Everything he has said has been, okay, we're going to, now the other interesting thing was, he thought the week of practice was okay. I feel like Cliff was a little more urgent. So maybe we see some changes in how they operate this week at practice. So that's, that's a little, I gave you like three mini hot takes there. <laughs> Sorry <laughs> about that. Saying. Allow it. Like Jody. a short like a little, stack yeah, of pancakes, yeah, you know, um, but I, I think maybe this week, I think this week is going to be big for this team because Kyler said it, they got punched in the mouth and, you know, you have to respond in a big way. And whether that means how you're preparing, how you're practicing, whatever it is, um, this team has got to come back strong against uh, the Raiders this week. Yeah, I definitely agree. My hot take, Cardinals fans, this team's going to be just fine. Just fine. We're going to figure things out. Wide receivers are going to be back. Uh, I know we got a couple weeks for Tweezy and then a couple weeks for uh, D-Hop, but once this wide receiver core comes back full strength, this offense is going to be scoring at a high level, uh, scoring 21 points yesterday. Um, I can definitely see us scoring 30 points a game. Uh, defense, they're going to figure it out in the pass rush. Um, figure it out in the cornerback room. You've got to sign a court, veteran cornerback. That has to be kind of the biggest thing right now is just getting the, the DBs written in order. Um, but down the line, this team is going to be just fine and the Cardinals that we all expect them to be at the end of the year. And that's kind of a take that we've been talking about since the offseason, looking at cornerbacks, is the fact that once you get past week one of the regular season, you can sign a veteran player and their contract is not guaranteed. So I definitely think signing a veteran cornerback is realistic. Guys, if Q says that the team's going to be fine, then we have nothing to worry about. That just means they're going to be fine. <sighs> Shall we relax now? <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I don't know. Relax. It's know. okay. I promise you. It's well, you know, okay. but the thing about the receivers is, yeah, that's going to be a few weeks though. So, yeah. but that, that's again, my hot we take. See you guys step up. I think that Hollywood Brown is going to come alive. It was the first game, him and Kyler Murray being teammates since they were college teammates at University of Oklahoma. Brown finished 43 yards on six targets and a touchdown. I think this combination just needs one more time for Kyler Murray. And two, I mean, Hollywood has to be better at finding ways to get open. However, coming out of Baltimore, he was that go-to, that number one receiver. So this is not a new situation for him. They didn't play any preseason snaps together, although they were trained together in the offseason. They're best friends. Hollywood Brown said that they can look at each other and know what they're thinking as best friends. But I do think that Hollywood Brown, even though he didn't have a fantastic game, he didn't do anything you know, to really see that spark that we've been hoping for. I do think that is going to come alive. Let's look ahead. Kingsbury had mentioned, you talked about it, Jody. Really going to have to focus on those habits in practice this week. He said that this team has a lot to get better at and in a very short amount of time. Uh, you're looking at the Raiders. And so yeah. offense has some pieces to be scared of, right? Derek Carr with reunited with Devontae Adams, who had 141 yeah. yards in their loss on Sunday. You've got Darren Waller. However, this defense, <laughs> Max Crosby, Lined up on the other side of a very familiar foe in Chandler Jones with that pass rush who signed with the Raiders this offseason. I mean, what what needs to be the main focus? Right, like offensive lot, like what what are you looking at when you're looking at the Raiders and how the Cardinals need to prepare this week? Well, you you can't let the game get away like it did this week. I mean, and that was Mahomes. I mean, the good news is you're not facing Patrick Mahomes. And again, Derek Carr, I really like Derek Carr. I, I He's always been a, a guy that I've looked at as a, a pretty good quarterback. And, and now he's got Adams. I think they targeted Devontae Adams 17 times. 
might've been 10 catches. You mentioned the 141, but I mean, that's no secret what they're going to do. They're going to throw the ball to Devonte Adams. So you've got to slow that down. And uh, I think they will. I mean, they're, it, it's again, the bar has been was so high with the Chiefs. I mean, you, you can only improve from what I think what we saw because they're just operating at that high of a level. So that has to be the key. Hopefully the guys that were out there that were, you know, slowed by injury or banged up that were out there playing. I mean, Marco Wilson, to me, played a pretty good game. I know he had the um, penalty that that took the Chiefs down to the one yard line, but he's a guy that we saw last year was very talented. I think um, I start with the defense having to slow them down. So, and then the offense, because I am more optimistic about that group uh, and Hollywood Brown, Danny, to your point, I think, you know, yeah, wasn't a good game um, to see the touchdown late. A lot of the, the points scored late. It's kind of hard to evaluate because again, it was kind of garbage time at that point, but I think that it was important for them to make that connection in the end zone. They did have the one big play. I think that will go. The stock is rising on that. Right. Yeah. So I, I don't know the Raiders key. What's your take on what you need to see this week? I think the out? offensive line needs to look at each other and go, let's shock the world. And let's <laughs> literally shut down Mad Max and Chandler Jones. I mean, Chandler Jones has been in the building. They know Chan. Um, but this offensive line needs to look at each other and look in the mirror and really show them, show the world really that this offensive line can protect Kyler Murray. And once you protect Kyler Murray, Kyler's got all the time in the world. And he's got the weapons out there. Yeah. But I mean, that's the biggest thing, this offensive line. You know Chan's going to be fired up. Yeah, yeah. And, the, and he knows saw... he's capable of a five sack game, huh? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and that's the thing about last year. There, I, I was fooled a little bit into like, okay, everything's going to be all right. I know it's the Chiefs, but you know, last year Malcolm Butler retired and everything was fine. You know, but that game was really defined by Chandler Jones yeah. and beating Taylor Lewan, who after the game had to apologize to Titans fans everywhere. So, you know, again, but it's that that's an example of what one player can do and set a tone. And so you're right, whether it's the offensive line, how about pounding the ball with James Conner? Let's hope that happens because James Conner had an amazing year last year. So we're just scratching the surface on that. Yeah. And it is interesting though, of wanting to not overuse James Conner so early on. And we've heard that the last couple of weeks of Kingsbury and that's the plan. And that's probably why they have so many running backs on this roster. I think when you're looking, if you have to have one player that really has to stand out, who would, who would it be for you? Like if you, if you need that one player to really come alive, because to me, it's, I think that if you, if Zach Ertz can really get healthy from that calf injury, who was on a pitch count, I think that's a huge player that you need to have come alive and we didn't really have a chance to talk about it but very quickly my hot take question was the fact that the top two draft picks were inactive and tight end Trey McBride and outside linebacker Myjay Sanders now Kingsbury said McBride just needs more work he he was still thinking too much wasn't quite ready which is a bit confusing and maybe a little concerning from what we had heard throughout the offseason. And Sanders honestly kind of makes a little sense to me if you're going to bring up Devon Kennard from the practice squad, Marcus Golden being ready to go. However, it was something to look at, a little interesting. So we'll see uh, if those two players, those two rookies, will be active next week against the Raiders. The Cardinals are going to hit the road for week two, their first game on the road of the 2022 season, going out to Las Vegas, seeing Chandler Jones. We'll see how the Cardinals fare up against the Raiders. azcardinals.com will have your coverage all week long leading up to that game, so be sure to stay locked in there. For Jody Jackson, Q McCorvey, I'm Danny Sarek. We'll catch y'all right here next Monday on Morning Scramble.